This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss The Treehouse episode 15 Jubilation Tea Cornpone with Danny Baker and me Louise Pepper Very good morning to everybody um here we go again with another two hours of fun from What's the Matter, Peps? I'm cycling into a village in a Miss Marple. <laughs> it is beautiful, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? It's the kind of music that makes you think nothing matters, oh. which is all we're here for. And, Sorry, uh, continue, continue. <laughs> without the slightest hint of vulgarity, I think that's where we were. And pick it up, we can edit all that together, as we <laughs> always do. A very good morning to everybody. Um, the show is called Jubilation Tea Cone Home. Yes. Now, the smart thing to do is never explain, you know, but mm. uh, you look genuinely... I'd for once. Perplexed. You generally did. Yes, you did. And uh, well, if you if you go on YouTube and just put that in, uh-huh. Stubby K, Jubilation T. Cornpone, you'll hear one of the great, <laughs> great show tunes of all time. Oh, OK. He played Jubilation, his Jubilation T. Cornpone, uh, who's one of the most failed of all the um, uh, uh, statues they have in the south of America. Jubilation T. Cornpone. He was a disaster. But it's a tremendous song, and that's our gift to you right at the top here on... Um, well, I looked it up, and I've, I've heard this expression several times, but today was um, ratified the, the diet of worms. What? <laughs> I know. For centuries now, it's one of the most serious artefacts. It's uh, It was the um, thing they brought against um, uh, Martin Luther. I nearly said Luther Blissett, who's entirely somebody <laughs> else. But uh, it was brought... That, that, that's the uh, edict they brought against Martin Luther. The uh, But it was Is called... he the one that nailed something to the Yes, oh, no, yeah, not yeah. something. He's... He, he's, he's he, he, he nailed the, the, the he nailed the, the Daily Paper to it, and, mm. and everyone got a good look. Uh, so the diet of worms, right? And so if you go on to um, uh, Wikipedia, mm. so I thought, well, uh, it's 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 not the diet of worms, but it's very funny. But they don't once break rank and say diet of worms. Now worms may be pronounced worms mm. in, in Germany where it was, but there's no umlauts, and uh, and it's W O R M S. So hang on, this was he was. 
That That's what he was supposed to live on? No. No? no it's got nothing to do... <laughs> the only thing you know for sure about the diet of worms is it's got nothing to do with diets of worms. Oh. But there it is. And, 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 and it, was brought, it was brought against him by Ulrich von Pappenheim, a name you wouldn't risk in a script. Uh, let's have a good, nasty... Uh, who's up against uh, Martin Luther? How about Ulrich von Pappenheim? Now, come on. Oh. Too off the shelf. <laughs> anyway, but that's today. And, uh, uh, and there's plenty there. But the main thing is it's Judge Christmas Humphrey's birthday. Now, you must have heard of Judge Christmas Humphrey. I have Humphrey. not. You've never heard of Judge Christmas Humphrey? Well, obviously, you, haven't. you just answered that. Um, judge Christmas Humphrey's was like the most famous judge. More than... OK, he was a judge. That wasn't his Oh, first no, he name. wasn't like, like today when you have Rinda and Judy. This fellow was the deal. I mean, he was a, he was, uh, a tremendous self-publicist. And, mm. But he was always in the newspapers for giving pretty disgusting decisions one way or the other. Up until about 1980. Oh, OK. And his name was Christmas Humphreys. a great name. But he wasn't born on Christmas Day. His name was just Christmas. His parents, <laughs> Mr and Mrs Humphreys, delivered of a boy, uh, called him Christmas. And it's got nothing to do with Christmas. Anyway, so we got your Christmas Humphreys. Uh, he was also... There. You missed a trip with Sonny. Sonny should have been Christmas. He could have been. Sort of. He's his tenth. <laughs> uh, we could have got him uh, put the, you know, put the decorations up. We could have got the tree in. We could have called him. Anyway, um... So there's no point just dragging on about Judd Christmas Humphreys. There's not a lot to be said there. Apart from the fact he's called Christmas and he was the leading Buddhist in Britain and founded the British Buddhist Society and was a worldwide... Yeah, I know. So that's Christmas Humphreys. So I started thinking about Christmas Humphreys mm. and uh, I was going to bring in a gavel this morning. Nice. We start the show any second now. This is not the podcast. No. This is very much the overture. <laughs> So I was going to bring, I've got a gavel, uh, mm. uh, and, you know, all good, the gavel. Uh, and I don't know if you remember, a couple of years ago, I went on uh, Amazon yes. to find unlikely items they sell. Ah, uh, yes. The anvil. The anvil. If you remember. If you go mm. on to, if you go on to um, uh, Amazon and look up anvil, they sell about 65 different anvils, proper anvils like in a cartoon with a sharp end and a flat end <laughs> and two feet high and made of lead. They sell them. The poor Amazon fellow has to deliver them. <laughs> but against that, you may remember, I sorted out some of the reviews for the anvils. Ah, uh, yes, you did. People leave three star, one-star oh, reviews yes. for anvils and they're dead serious. So I went on to see here on Judge Christmas Humphreys Day, uh, but they sell gavels. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Oh, God, what? You've got, honestly, there's about a hundred gavels order in the court, which is we there, don't... We don't say, is there much difference between one gavel and another? You look at the reviews, which I've brought in from Amazon, of their reviews of gavels. OK. By the way, we don't use them in this country. Um, American Not co- in court, no. No, American courts do. Auctioneers, but... Uh, and they're a lot of fun. You might My ask... dad had to use one for, for one of those sort of clubs he was in it, a bit like the rotary that sort of thing he, yes he had to had to have a gavel at the meetings where did he, he obviously inherited the gavel because yes, I, I would not know passed on from, I, w- from I would one. not know and in in research for this i went to several major department stores in theory, and said, do you sell a gavel? And they go, doing gavel, you know, like judges have. <laughs> oh, wow, no. Uh, but Amazon, plenty of gavels. Here, ladies and gentlemen, here are some of the uh, great gavels from uh, Amazon now. <clears throat> These are the reviews. <clears throat> Not the high-quality product I imagined. Doesn't make a good sound. Oh! Well, if there's one thing you want a gavel to do... No, somebody else. The actual sound is odd. It's not what you'd expect. <laughs> what does it do when you hit it? Another one. 
just what I wanted. Ah. These are gavel reviews from Amazon. Another one. Poor quality. I had to change it in a... If, I had to, if I'd have seen it in a shop, I would not have purchased this oh. gavel. Oh, so you've got to be careful on there. Uh, number one. This is a great present for a counsellor. These are actual gavel reviews. A two-worder. Not loud. <laughs> There's about 60 different gavels you can buy. Here, genuinely... <clears throat> It arrived promptly, but on opening it, it smelled really bad. <laughs> Gavel. Gavel reviews on Amazon. Uh, uh, it's an occasional feature. Uh, one more. Very smart and stylish. Oh. Five stars. Very smart and stylish. And this one. It's great for announcing cake. <laughs> it is great for announcing Cake. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's gavel reviews. Uh, they're all on there if you want to. Do many people announce a cake with a gavel? <laughs> got Wilbur's birthday on Thursday. I might, oh, I, might get, I might, might try and get one on Prime. Well, you, they're, they're most of them on Prime, you can get your gavel overnight. If you suddenly same day gavel. If, if Judge Christmas Humphreys had been a hanging judge, and I believe he was, uh, but he said, you know, no hanging, no gavel, no gavel, no hanging. He could have got it overnight, and the condemned man could have breathed the sun. Of relief. Don't have to postpone the whole thing. Anyway, those are today's gavel reviews. Uh, what are we doing today, Peps? Uh, number one, the shortest distance to go on holiday. And you've got a couple of three of those. Number two, your parents acting out of character. Number three, you couldn't turn it off. And number four, the story of your middle name. Where did you used to go on holiday? Where was you? Where was you? Um, when I was little, it was uh, Pegwell Bay, so uh, Ramsgate, Broadstairs, that sort of way. So not, not not very far. Not very far. No, just over what was that? No, through through the Dartford Tunnel, as was then. Where do seaside? I mean, in years ago, before jet travel, jet travel, before the jet, jet. before the jet set took over, uh, people who lived at the seaside, where did where did they go? Do you think camping and things or London? I suppose. Up, yeah, maybe up to London or. Um, well, anyone who grew up in, in Ramsgate or indeed uh, uh, Lou, uh, you can get in touch and tell us where you used to go on holiday. Someone go to Lou? Of course, to Lou. Yeah, absolutely. The gavel centre of the West Country, <laughs> I understand. Uh, but yes, I, uh, I understand some people who just holiday in their own county, but we've got much, much shorter ones than those. Uh, what else are we doing? Uh, the story of your middle name was the last one. Oh, was which, it? No. Yes, which we, we covered last week that I am Louise Jane. Mm. Um, but we only discovered when I was doing the family tree with my dad. So I'm named Louise after my mum's aunt, who's oh, a nun, no, was no. a nun. Oh, Thank you. really? Yes. And, um, and then we discovered when she died that she wasn't Louise at all. That was her nun name. So if I was really named after her, I should be Nora. Oh. So my name oh, gets oh, very complicated. You dodged a bullet there, didn't so you? So I was Jane after another aunt, great aunt on my dad's side. But it was only after... Um, my granddad died and my dad was doing the family tree that we discovered that my granddad's sister was Louisa Jane Pepper. Oh. So I was virtually named for his sister Louie, but he never thought to point this out at any point. Oh, yeah, yeah you've called well, your daughter I, the same as I, I, my sister. I, uh, many, many times, you probably know, I've no, I've got ten letters in my name, no middle name. No. I'm not Daniel. Uh, Did you ever want to add one? No, no. I, I once offered it to the audience, uh, one of the BBC shows. I said, come on, I promise I'll go through with this. These many, many years ago, I'll go through with this. I will adopt it as my middle name. But they're all so facetious. So, so, facetious. <laughs> so I, mean, I was genuinely offering to put, have a middle name name stuck in there years and years ago uh, but no I haven't got one and I did address this with the old man because uh, eventually you say why did you choose Danny and my mum said I'll ask your father uh, uh, and I'd, I'd 
because there weren't many Dannys around when I was little. Danny Kay, of course, but not not locally. And uh, he was a mate of mine, a greyhound handler. Sometimes he was he did a few boxes, looked at some boxes. All right, his name was Danny Marnie. Right, and uh, no middle name. Uh, I don't know why we didn't do it. I think I, I think we just had to get it done. <laughs> Did your brother and sister have middle names? Yeah, everybody. Oh, every, you're, so you're every, the only one. Every, I'm the only oh, one. Oh, I never knew that. No, M- Michael Edward Baker, Sharon Joan. Uh, but me, no. Run out by then. No, no. They should, they should have been Mick and Shaz following my <laughs> line. Anyway, a very good morning to everybody. There is plenty to be getting on with. If you just come away for a minute from... Uh, when I was little, right? Hmm. I'm sorry, but we will... We're going to get the show nailed down on time. Um... When I was little, <laughs> I stopped saying that. Uh, but uh, the game tag, which it's mm. generally known as, did you ever? Call we called it it. It. Yeah. We, we called it e. Game of e. Just oh no, yeah, a game of school. e. Should we play e. Yes, you be it. Somebody would be chosen to be it. But uh, I was saying the other, I, a friend of mine, uh, when I was uh, at wall, that's how good the game was. <laughs> uh, and I said that two kids over there are playing e. And I know, and these days people go, see, it's called E. Uh, maybe it was because of the accent, the H was like E, she, I don't know, but it was E, game of E. No. Yeah. Had, tag, it. I've heard of all of those. Oh, had. 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 Game of had. Well, there'll be variations on this, I know. But uh, it was it was E. Should we play E? Yeah. We played something called Off Ground Touch. Now, was that just our no, no, school? Off ground or, touch. No, 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 Origins in uh, if you touch someone they, in, in the current climate, this is bang bang topical again, which is what we specialise in. Uh, you touch them and gave them the plague. Oh, that, that was the idea of it. You know, in our game, you know, now you join our side, but that was the thing. You gave them a, a, the a illness. You know, you gave them the plague. Uh, that's not apocryphal. I, I, I literally just made it up. Uh, what you got over there, Peps? Well, we, well I'm going to do an email on middle names, and then we've got a caller on middle names. Oh. But I'll just do because we were just in the midst. Um, this is uh, Richard James Daniels. All of my immediate families, parents and brother, plus my granddad, have the initials RJD. Oh. When my dad, when I was born, my dad thought he'd be a little different and go with Geronimo as my middle name. You're kidding. All set up and happy until at the last minute someone said Geronimo spelt with a G, not a J. Just about to point that out. So they switched it to James. I would have been much happier with Geronimo, even if he had had to spell it wrong. I don't doubt that. And let me put that way. I doubt that. I think the old man has said to him, you, you were supposed to be in Geronimo. <laughs> but we changed it. It sound, it's a tremendous Simon story. Simon briefly, briefly entered it into the running to be Wilbur's name because he just wanted to stand in a park and go, Geronimo! You're joking. It's, it's not that... Un- Funny enough, we made that joke with our friend who's Spanish and she said it's not that unusual. It's Geronimo in Spain. It's well, it not- doesn't matter if it's Geronimo, Geronimo. It's, it's not it's that Geronimo. unusual a name in Spain, Geronimo. It's not... Well, you'd be Jerry, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Margot and Jerry, maybe that was his full name. His name was oh, actually Geronimo. I, I, who knows? But so, yes, uh... we have Jack on the line. Hey, Jack. How are you? Now, good as gold, Jack, and I, I appreciate that blunt, down-meat way of announcing yourself. That's the style. <laughs> uh, uh, Jack, uh, 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 what are you tugging our coat about today? Um, middle names, not mine, though. Uh, how old are you, Jack? 
Uh, I'm 31. No, you, you wouldn't remember Judge Christmas Humphreys then, I take it. <laughs> No, no, I'm afraid not. And that game where you run around, uh, Amer- the Americans call it tag. You touch your mate. And yeah. You, uh, what did you call it? Uh, tag, 40-40. 40, 40, 40, 40 I've never heard of 40-40. I don't know why it was 40-40, but you used to have... We lived in the cold, so we used to have this um, this lamppost at the bottom of the street, and uh-huh. that was fakes or home, and it was 40-40, and you kind of had to run back to it. How about a, a game? Oh, so I that know. That sounds more like run-outs. Sometimes no, not run outs because it wasn't like a straight line. It was more like hide and seek with tags. Oh, that was it. You counted to 40 and then, yeah, they went looking for you and you had to run back. How, how about Tin Tan Tommy? Did you ever play Tin Tan Tommy? Nope. Tin Tan, let me, let me, let me, let me, before we get on with your call, and I know it's the middle of a working day or whatever it is, but Tin Tan Tommy, you find a can, you had to find a can. This is this mechanical, yeah. but all in the square. And then somebody would be chosen to be, it was a bit like run outs and a bit like tag. Uh, and you'd throw it as far as you could. And then if it was me, I had to walk slowly and retrieve it. Then I turned around and in which time, with my back to him, everyone had hidden, right? Right. And mm-hmm. the idea was that I would go looking for them and leave the can where it was. And if I discovered one, you'd both race back to the can. And if I got there first and banged it, saying, Tin Tan Tommy, I see Louise coming towards me. One, two, three. They were out. If they got home first, oh, mate. No. That's complex. No, not complex at all. In fact, <laughs> I, I, I suddenly have this 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 Proustian thing going on, thinking, why haven't BT Sport suddenly got Tin Tan Tommy? Because I'd watch that and I would shout out, Tin Tan Tommy, I see Louise coming. I see Jack coming towards me. One, two, three. Terrific game. <laughs> and I haven't thought about that in 50-odd years. So, Jack, here we go. What we say? What we say? Here. <laughs> um, so we are talking about middle names. It's not my middle name. It's actually my second child's middle name. Um, yeah. So we have uh, we have one child, obviously, when we moved on to have the second one, and he was three years old. And uh, to kind of get him involved in the pregnancy, we said, Harry, you can choose the name for the baby. Oh. Choose the name for the bundle, whatever you name it. As a shocker. Um, we shocker. will incorporate that into the name. Um, we let him choose a name and have complete free reign on it and, and he used to sleep over at my parents yeah. every Friday night and then every Saturday he used to help the postman deliver the post and his name was Leon so my wife had asked him unbeknown to me on a Saturday when she picked him up and Leon was his hero that day because he'd just done the post so Leon was the name that he chose right um, when my daughter was born mm-hmm. a few months later um, we then had to incorporate Leon into the name so my daughter has Leon as a middle name not leaving Leona, which would, of course, would have, uh, as they used to say, feminise it. She's Leon, yeah? No, straight Leon. We just said to him, that's you can good. choose, and that's what she has. That's a, that, that's a good so thing. So your I mean... daughter's middle name is after your parents' postman. <laughs> It, Does, it, is he aware uh, of this honour? The postman is either here or there. Let us not now pull rank on the, on the I various... I would have been more worried, to be fair, if the wife was trying to name it after the Milton. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. I, I, I thought all of my tropes and memories were consigned <laughs> to history, but there's one that survives the years. <laughs> the, 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 the Milkman. <laughs> and your middle name, Jack? Uh, my middle name is Christopher, which is nice and simple after my dad. Um, and um, actually, with, with child three, we have five different children we ended up with four. Um, but with child three, we let him do the same thing and we said, you can name the middle name for this one as this well. Is... But we kind of put a bit of a banker on it and said, you have to choose a boy name and a girl name. Um, hence why a child three has got an appropriate or, or, or more gender appropriate middle name. <laughs> which is what? 
Uh, Emily. Rosie oh, Emily. Emily. Okay, oh, that's, that's cool. Thank you very much indeed, our friend Jack. Uh, uh, in the likely lads, of course, it's only on the uh, when the wedding wedding bands are rung out, Jack, and that uh, uh, Terry finds out Bob's middle name is Robert Scarborough Ferris. Yeah, his name's Scarborough in the likely lads. Yes, it is. Thank you very much for being with us, Jack. Appreciate it. Here's uh, This is from uh, uh, our friend David. And again, it's just on the middle names and then we'll move on to other stuff. But uh, David says, uh, oh, he's in Florida. Oh. He's in Lakeland. I know Lakeland. Clan. It's between Orlando and Tampa, as he points out here. I spend my... I, no, well, this bit's been crossed out, but I'm going to read it. I, I, <laughs> it's dangerous, but here That's we go. Always... I now spend my days in a city that prides itself on its swan population. Descended from... How could this be crossed out? How could this be crossed out? This is the goal. You're not going to get this on the Fred and Rose West tapes. <laughs> here we go. Uh... I bet they're going to take them posters down soon, aren't they? <laughs> and the latest one's something like... All promo is good promo. You think so? Well... You think maybe, there's a crossover yeah. audience between <laughs> this nonsense and the Fred and Rose West tapes? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I spend my day in a city that prides itself on its swan population. This swan population is descended from actual swans donated by Her Majesty the Queen. Oh! All right. When my wife and I drive past the majestic creatures resting on the shores of Lake Morton, she somehow is embarrassed by my insistence on rolling down the window and congratulating them on a job well done while offering a regal way. <laughs> I remind you, this is a bit of crossed out. It shows you the standard we work to here. <laughs> then he carries on. Uh, my origins are slightly less colourful. My father had named my brother Richard, the name of my father and his father, which I've just realised makes my brother Richard the third. <laughs> this was done with the understanding that my mother would name me. She informed him she wasn't going to do that. My name is going to be David, and that's that. My father, not a man known for deep thought, stated he would give my middle name. He would give my middle name and look towards the television when Nicholas Parsons declared it was the sale of the century. I became. David Nicholas. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I'm slightly disappointed Zsa Zsa Gabor wasn't on the screen at the time. <laughs> That's from our correspondent, our sap. Oh, give me, he's, he's an honorary oh. sap. Yes, he is. He said, if you ever need a sap in Florida, yes, he is. We'll, do, we'll read out the official name of the six saps so far. So we're now on to the... Um... <laughs> Who is your middle name from? <laughs> that, that, Nicholas that, Parsons and the, the in-laws postman. I, that, that's, I expected to get there. I remember someone I spoke to, um, Larry, because of the song Hats Off to Larry. That <laughs> makes him about 65. What else you got over there, Peps? Um, this is from Mike. Um, this is... Well, it's both getting things wrong and things you're never allowed to forget. A few years back, on planning an extension to our house, my missus said, can we get some bifocal doors? <laughs> We've never let her hear the last of it. Also, you once you once did an item on telephone address books. We were at my did mother... I? I mean, of course I have. I'm I sure you have. Sure, exactly, of course I have. We were at my mother-in-law's and had to call my sister-in-law, who lived in the adjoining property. Mum-in-law said, number's in the book. Looked through the book. Looked under S. For Sandra, not there. Tried the surname, still not there. Mum-in-law, it's under N for next door. <laughs> oh, more of those, more of those. <laughs> we used to have um, uh, two. Well, my dad had two friends, Sid, young Sid and old Sid, and they were under Y and O. Uh, there was. You can't just put Sid. And he used to walk the dog. And I remember old Sid had a boxer dog. And I said, why is there young Sid and old Sid? What do you mean, why is it? Because one's young and one... I said, yeah, but, but just about their other name. Don't know their other name. I mean, when I walk the dog. <laughs> young Sid and old Sid. He never knew their other name. Uh, this is uh, parents acting out, out of character from our friend Suzanne. Thank you, Suzanne. Uh, 
you can email us at the treehouse at something else.com. Don't put a G in that. Makes it not not happening. Something else.com. I saw the fellow who runs this uh, once and I said, um, uh, do you ever regret not putting the G in it now? <laughs> something else. And he said, no, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> something else. Anyway, but who is, they're good enough to let us have this uh, platform. So Suzanne says, parents acting out a character. Anyone describing my mum would have said something along the lines of quiet, polite, reserved. She was a Chingford liberal, as opposed to my Walthamstow Labour dad. <laughs> Anyway, one evening when my dad had driven round Walthamstow High Street with my mum and myself as passengers, he turned right, having failed to notice the recently installed ahead signs only. He, along with another other drivers, was pulled over just around the corner by police. Sounds like a trap, doesn't it? When the large, large both-in-height-and-girth policeman leaned in and explained my dad's error, Dad was just nodding silently, but Mum piped up, Oh, come on, let's all join the Browners and get a uniform, shall we? <laughs> let's all join the Brownies and get a uniform, shall that. we? My dad was a Fleet Street printer and had seen the not-so-courteous side of the police on a few marches. <laughs> His shut-up, Mary, was probably all that saved us from getting, <laughs> from getting good caution. How about that? I think that line. Yeah. Oh, let's all get a uniform and join the brownies, shall we? <laughs> what a line that is. Thank you, Suzanne. Parents acting out a character. What you got there, Peps? This is from Chris. He wants to know you are not alone. In 1977, holidaying at Camber Sands, we visited oh. Rye for the day. You've guessed it. My first awareness of my being petrified of heights was a visit oh, to the top of the church. That? How about that? I remember being on the wooden slats on the roof, being frozen to the spot. It, it, so it's it, obviously a notorious place I, for this. Well, the, the, it, there's not a great deal to do in Ryan. I know Ryan's no, going to start chucking rocks. Quite frequently, and I've, I've never. I, I must now, next time I go, go up. You said got the spire. Same. You got the spire, but the, uh, it's all very good going up the stone stairs. But then you get to the, this. May have changed. I don't know. But you get to the top, and if you want to go out and look out over the sink port, as, mm. as anyone would, there's just a ladder up. And and I don't know why, but Wayne said, oh, I'm not going up that. And I said, well, when we're up on the roof, and uh, I was just about to go on, and I noticed the only way down was coming back down mm. the ladder, uh, backwards, just, you know, letting yourself down. And, and, and every step I took up the ladder, and I didn't want to show myself up in front of the kids... I don't want to, I'm not one of those daddy's vulnerable you can't do that <laughs> can't do that otherwise you know everything becomes you start pulling at that thread and your your whole life becomes unraveled uh, so daddy's not vulnerable but daddy by about rung seven was very vulnerable <laughs> and I was some light shade of green when I got up there and I slithered on the didn't stand up I just slithered out like a snake and lay there <laughs> plonk uh didn't even look over the top. But yeah, both of us. That, that that's a TV show as well. Can you climb oh. the Rye ladder? How about this? This is um, this is from our friend uh, uh, data manager. No, it can't be. Oh, Neil. He's a data <laughs> manager. Uh, oh, this is a terrific one. This is um, from about four or five shows ago. I mean, in a side, Peps, you may remember I said. Uh, 
Has anyone worked in a kiosk? Oh, yes. In a little kiosk. He says, uh, I had a summer job in Southport on the seafront. My younger brother was already working as a bingo caller in one of the arcades, the Purple Penny, as I remember. He said he could get me a summer job. I turned up on the first morning. My job was in the kiosk where you exchange your pound notes for 10 times 10 pence or 2 times 50 pences or 50 times 2 pences, if you like, so you could fill up the various slot machines on offer. I was eight hours locked into a 4 by 4 box for security purposes. They had clever coin dispensers, and, and being a maths geek, I loved the hourly calculation to ensure my float was correct. We didn't get paid much, paid much, but they topped up your wages with 20 to 30 pounds worth of tokens that you could only use in the slots on that arcade. You would, you would feed your 20 pound tokens in, and whenever you won cash, you would be able to take that home as part of your wages. And that was our bonus. What a lovely story. It's a lovely way of getting paid. And, that... and, and fostering a gambling career. <laughs> you know, I bet, I bet our friend here, sitting in his 4 before 4 kiosk on the seafront at Southport, <laughs> would look at people in call centres and goes, wide open spaces for me, boys. <laughs> if you're going to work in one of these things, make sure you can see the dodgems. <laughs> Give us something there, Peps. Now, the exotic name register, which has ah, been running for many a year. OK, but I'm very, very, I'm very, very uh, picky we, about we who gets may, on this. Well, I was going to say, I think we may... I, I think you may be suspicious of the bona fides on this Let one. me just, you know, for people who are, are joining us from all over the world, <laughs> all the time, uh, this is not a funny name register. This is not a, a eyebrow raising. It is something you genuinely envied and you think, now that is is a that is a name. That is bespoke. So, uh, uh, our, our friend Gulliver Tickle out Gulliver there. Tickle out there and uh, we've had various ones. You think, wow, Aspro Fender, that was a great one. Uh, see, you can take this any way you want. But I remembered um, one was Wirrawit, Wirrawarrawit. That just pops into my head. Now, you could say, you see, you are rocking, literally rocking. But as I always say, Mr and Mrs Warrawit, given of a son or daughter, I'm not sure, went with Wirrawit. Wirrawit, do you... Wirrawit, Wirrawarrawit. Here, hang on, I didn't know that was your name. You called me, your name was Frank. No, 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 well, we'll talk about it after the ceremony. What ceremony? I'm away. Wirrawit... We're all war with. So what you got there, Pep? Well, Ronnie says, My good friend Jimmy swears blind that at primary school in Govan in Glasgow in uh, the mid-1960s, one of the boys in his school was called Fauntleroy McGubligan. Bravo. You see, I didn't I didn't snort or laugh at that. Fauntleroy? That's, that's in there. We're only allowing two a year, by the way, and that's in there. Fauntleroy McGubligan. That's a great name. It's the, the McGubligan. It is that. That's the thing, and it sounds like you're falling into a rain barrel. It sounds like the soup dragon. <laughs> Fauntleroy McGubligan. Um, this is people mangling well-known expressions and proverbs. Again, I often say this if you've. This is your first time with the show. Go back over the list and all the subjects remain yep. open. You've missed nothing. Uh, and I, even though the or just send in something you've made up off the top of your head. Yeah. <laughs> and, Take them as well. And gaslighters say, you know the other week you were talking about seeing foxes wearing hats? <laughs> and we'll go with it because I don't listen back to them and there's every chance I could have done it. Um, <laughs> Hugh says, dearly beloved, this is uh, people mangling well-known expressions. You know the expression, that's for me to know and you to find out. Mm -hmm. I had a Dutch friend at college who insisted he was from Newcastle. Maybe this led to his unjustified confidence when using this English saying, because that's for me to know and you to find out became, aha, for me that's a question, to you it's a no. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's just not mangled. That's something else entirely. That's for me. That's for me. That's a question. To you, it's a no. Perhaps before the show started, you said, "Ask me about Wilbur." You said, "Oh, it's very sweet." But as, as you can probably tell, me and Wilbur have both been beleaguered by a cough. Yeah, beleaguered. Be- 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 uh, uh, Pepsi's young son. Mm. And <laughs> Wilbur beleaguer. Um, so. Uh, uh, and it ties into the things you've, small things you've inherited from your family and not known you've done. Mm-hmm. I caught myself saying, he gave a cough and his leg fell off. Oh, yes. And, and off stage, Wilbur, who's four this week from the other room, went and floated down the river. Oh, he knew it, did he? I, I must say it so often. It's one of my dad's. Oh. I must say it so often that it has now been indoctrinated into him. And, it's and the, the sweetest and the, little and, thing. And the full rhyme, if you will. In the full rhyme, if you will. No, I don't think I, I, I don't know any more than that. That's as far as we've ever got in the family. Ladies, Dad know. will know the every, full. Every, every, I, I all know. He the would full. never go any further on the boy stood on the burning deck either. He said it wasn't for my ears. Yes, um, <laughs> uh, Lord is on the burning deck. Uh, his lip was all a quiver. He gave a cough, his leg fell off and floated down the river. Ah, OK. There's another one about... Um, Crickets. Uh, and crackers. Uh, mm. Yeah, there, there, yeah, there's those. That, but those we didn't detain himself here. This morning, uh, just on Twitter, uh, the great Mike Harding mm-hmm. was saying the first rhyme he knew as a kid. And as you know, we don't do... We do nothing below the waist here. No. But he did did remind me, yes, I think I think I knew that too. And, and, and this is not all... But this is a particularly looking backwards show for some reason. We don't always do that, of course. But uh, he, uh, he said, uh, the first one rhyme he ever knew began about... Uh, do you know my cousin Billy? Oh... Um, I don't want to get an ex-certificate put on the show. You must... My cousin Billy had a ten-foot... Oh! You, you know oh, that? Do you know that? You know you said earlier about having a... A, a, a Proustian rush. ...rush back to the uh, playgrounds. Well, this ain't no Madeline cake. This is... My cousin Willie had a ten-foot... My cousin Billy had a ten-foot willy, and he showed it to the woman next door. She thought it was a snake, and she hit it with a rake, and now it's only four-foot-four. <laughs> What a, what a, we, we are one of the most intellectual salons in the entire... In the, <laughs> no, no, what, no, don't you dare put that on the advert, by the way. We are a little more elevated than that. Look at Josh in there. He's thinking, man alive, these old vaudeville acts with their hokey shines. Oh, dear. I, I'm just giving that as an oral history, if that's the phrase I want, by the way. Uh, I'm sure it's stuck with a gavel. It's a big revelation to me that actually the boy gave a cough and his leg fell off was the end of the boy stood on the burning deck. Yeah, the boy stood on the burning deck. Because my dad, we've had two versions. The lads were playing cricket, and that was as far as my dad would ever Well, there is another army version. Let's raise the tone a bit, if there's such a thing. Well, let's raise the tone with Hannah, who's on the line. Thank you. Hannah's bad enough, but it could have been another vicar. As as it was the last (laughs) time we dipped south, (laughs) south of the border, there was a vicar on the phone, which I know doesn't matter anymore. But here's our friend Hannah. Hannah, I'm sorry you may have had to hear portions of the previous conversation. (laughs) It was... uh, uh, Thank you very much for joining us, Hannah. What'd you do, Hannah? Thank you for having me. Uh, I am a sub-editor and a writer with a music magazine. Are you? Uh, no, you, you yes. You and me both. Uh, well, I, yep. I, I never was that. Hey, by the way, Hannah, how about this? Hang on. Meet the world's top disc stars every week in the world's top-selling music paper. 
Meet them all in New Musical Express. How about that? Meet the Beatles. Perfect. Stems would have died. Stems would have died, my friend. So there, you're, you're, what, what magazine is it? Um, it's Record Collector. Oh! Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> you must be loaded. The amount of money I've chucked into your concern over the years. <laughs> that great big two-foot book you bring out every year that has exactly... Oh, the ROPD. Oh, whatever the initials are. All I know is 25 quid I'll never see again. And, and I, be- <laughs> I belong to Discogs. Why I need that huge book, I don't know, but I you trust it. You could write it. I, I trust it more than the others. Um, let me ask you this, Hannah. Um, mm-hmm. it, it maybe a... I don't know if the physician heal thyself. Well, what's the uh, choicest piece you own? If indeed you do, do you, do you collect yourself? I do collect, yeah. I mean, I've not got uh, lots and lots of rarities because um, I'm only in my 20s, so unfortunately, that... by the time I started collecting, everything's already uh, extortionate. So. There is there is that. But when I was in my 20s, you know, I went out and bought Man Who Sold the World. Yes, it had just come out, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, uh, but if you, what is your most treasured piece? Uh, what is my most treasured? Well, um, I collect a lot of 60s girl groups, and I started um, collecting 60s Singaporean singers, oh, so those are quite yes, yes, important yes. to me. And, and uh, that, how easy are they to pick up, 60s Singaporean girl groups? How, how easy is that? It's a real mix. There's some stuff that comes up that people are thinking, nobody wants this, so they flog it for, you know, three quid, and I'm sitting there overjoyed. And then there are other things that um, I can't find unless... I um, know people that know where to look. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and um, luck the draw. I'm sorry to hold the sharp, but of course, this subject <laughs> fascinates me more than most. And, um, uh, and uh, are they all in Singapore or are they uh, scattered around now? They're scattered around, which is why some of them turn up in the UK. And also, um, so some of them uh, are sung in Mandarin and some of them are sung in English. Mm-hmm. And they're sort of tracks that would have been kind of massively popular at the time so there's yeah. a lot of like Nancy Sinatra covers and stuff like that Superb. which I love so yeah, yeah. well that's, you see that's uh, just pass on to your editor by the way oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh, that when they mm-hmm. have this per- they have that two pages at the front my record collection thing they do, mm-hmm. the collector bit, yeah they're the, the collector and the but uh-huh with all respect to your Singaporean girl group sings, these people, I, mm-hmm. I, I only collect um, uh, Ecuadorian jazz records between 1963 <laughs> and 1965, and then no-one's ever heard of any of them. Well, good luck to you, mate. You're probably, <laughs> they're probably the only ones in the world. I, I'd like to see a little more, you know, things that we can all say, well, I've got that. Well, I oversee that section, so that's <laughs> my fault. <laughs> so well, put, I'll well, put more in, although well, I think the next few issues you might be disappointed well, with. Well, I, I, I suspect when somebody comes up with Singaporean girl groups, you don't print and say, listen, <laughs> that stuff's worthless. Why don't you get me... Anyway, I do apologise. Uh, what, 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 tu- what are you tugging our coat for, Hannah, if you can remember? <laughs> so, um, I have a story about mangled expressions Superb. and also not being allowed to forget mangled expressions. Off you go. Because um, my brother Alistair <laughs> is about six and a half years older than me um, and he's very, very intelligent. Mm. And as a kid, I was completely in awe of him mm. and so he would exploit how gullible I was and uh, there was one day he was looking on the computer at gig listings and I came in and sort of saw what he was looking at and I asked him what's face value and he told me it was how much you would pay to look at a band and <laughs> <laughs> and he had I think it was the killers and keen <laughs> and he said 
he was like, well, look, you know, the killers are a lot more expensive to see than Keen, and it's because Keen aren't attractive people, you know. No one really wants to pay to, to look at them. Who's that? And, I, and I, I said to him, I said to him, that is appalling. I can't believe, you know, that people do that. And he's yeah. like, well, that's the music business. Yeah. And do you know, do you know what? Later, he's, he's, Henry is not, he's not 100% wrong, by the way. Well, yeah, there's, there's an element of truth in that. <laughs> I'm so gullible. And about a week later, my mum and dad had a, a family friend round for dinner and I was sort of you know joining at the table and I was so precocious and I really wanted to have like a topic to bring into the conversation <laughs> and so I said you know what I think really bad face value I can't believe there are letters to charge people based on you know whether they're attractive or not <laughs> and uh, unfortunately my family friend had to tell me that that was not the case well, that's and a, I was mortified that's a lot of fun from your brother I've got to tell you <laughs> that, that's that's the kind of trick you should play on a sibling uh, but, yeah, uh, but as, 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 as you and I both know there is mm-hmm. something in that I mean and man alive you yeah. know, most of the bands from the 60s would never have got a gig if that was employed yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and the Rolling Stones did it to Ian Stewart of course their piano player who mm-hmm. was a member of the Rolling Stones as you know he was their pianist but he was too ugly to be in the band so their manager <laughs> no Andrew Lou Golden the manager said look sit behind the amps and play the piano but don't for the love of God Ian Stewart a proper member of the Rolling Stones but once they got the contract they said you can't be seen on stage you do not because yeah. pe- people are going to ask what speed you were at when you run into that wall look at you and, and he swallowed it and he did it and he used to sit behind the set up until the 70s just sit behind playing and he was in the band but Hannah bless you thank you very much I'm sorry I picked you up on the one thing in the magazine not at all uh, not at all but I buy it every single month every single month and oh. your big book and everything yeah. it is it's still a terrific terrific purchase record collector mm. magazine I've got a uh, Twitter feed as well yeah, if you want to if you want, you know, if you want to put in any record collecting I, I'm here for business uh, I went no I don't give I'm just give picturing some... Danny Kelly dashing off to Danny, his Danny... archives and going I've got some Singaporean girl do you know what He, it, I, I nearly said that Peps when Danny hears it, it, it has said to dear Hannah get in the golf buggy we'll go down to Row S I'll show you some because <laughs> he really does have an Everything. outhouse he doesn't know he has an outhouse now he lives in Ireland Danny and he's got a proper purpose built outhouse oh, doesn't man. quite have a golf buggy but he and I like to say we do that goes down <laughs> through the ranks uh, but he would have said which ones are they and should have said you know oh the the, uh, the mint juleps I've got oh, which was pressing is it he, uh, yes got that yeah can have it for a thousand pounds. <laughs> so go on. What you got there, Pat? I'm on misspeaking again. This is from Kirsty. Um, I was reminded. <laughs> I was reminded of the family legend of my gran in the late 1970s, watching Dad's Army with my mum and dad. She's only in her early 40s. Age cannot be blamed for this. Mm-hmm. The program came on and she started singing. Who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Sinclair? <laughs> My mum didn't look twice. This was very normal. But my dad coming across this for the first time was aghast. How could you be alive during World War Two and think the war was fought against Mr Sinclair? Who do you think That is it now. I think everyone, <laughs> everyone. would do it. This is a... Uh, we've got quite a few of these. I'm sorry we... Uh, it's a terrible thing to do. You include that. Sorry, we you know don't get every round to these. It's entirely my fault. Uh, James says shortest distance anyone's ever gone on Ooh. holiday. I used to belong to an amateur dramatics group that included an older couple. They lived in Welling Garden City in Hertfordshire. They used to take their caravan to the ta- county town of Hertford for their holiday. <laughs> it's about four miles away. 
as they also lived in the easterly part of town, I would estimate by distance by road it was probably less than that. The reason they did it, I asked them, they said, well, there's plenty to do in Hartford, <laughs> but that, that was their holiday every year. Three miles up the road, parked up. Oh, look, that wall was, looks like it's got a new section. So, there, thank you very much indeed. Here's another one. Uh, this is Tom, a man called Tom. When living in Wandsworth on Wandsworth Common, I booked into St Martin's Hotel by Trafalgar Square one New Year's Eve. So that my partner and I could easily enjoy the revels at midnight. We had dinner in the hotel. We came out at 11 o'clock to walk over the bridge. Couldn't make it 10 yards. It was sardines as far as the eye could see. So we went straight back into the hotel again. <laughs> <laughs> Walked outside it all. Nah, ah. Went back to their room. Now that's, that's a very short excursion. What you got there, Peps? Um, this is uh, middle names. Mm-hmm. This is from Elaine. My middle name is Wendy. Oh, there for you no go. other for no other reason than my old auntie Doris hated it. Oh, and made it crystal clear she did. So what was my mum to do? Oh, it's just she did a spite, <laughs> a spite name. Uh, uh, Wendy, uh, for Your years Wendy and years. Your Wendy would be very offended. And this is why I, I take issue with the show QI, because it only allows <laughs> verified scientific forensic facts in, and I don't think that's the game at all. But uh, they, um, uh, uh, QI, I remember saying, that the, the great thing about my wife's name, which is Wendy, is that it, the legend was it came from Peter Pan, mm. uh, because J.M. Barry's, or certainly J.M. Barry, because his daughter pretended to have uh, a Friendly Wendy, an invisible oh, friend. Okay. And she said, it's my friendly Wendy. And he took Wendy and put it into Peter Pan for exactly that reason. Uh, and it's always been a beautiful story. Why? No, that's not true. Oh. No, there's examples of Wendy going back to... Shut up, QI. <laughs> Shut up, as they say, in, 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 if you're going to print the legend or the truth, go with the legend. No, no, you always a, a hell of a brand. <laughs> but don't, don't take to my wife. Nah, that's not true. That's, a, that, that's actually not a bad subject, having the scales fall from oh, your eyes yeah. or people just correcting you on something. Uh, what have you got there, perhaps? Well, this is, lovely, this is a lovely long one from Linda. It's about okay. her wedding. Oh, it okay. starts from wedding dress story, but right. it, it, get, it gets mm-hmm. epic. Go on, then. We got married in 1997 in Laguna Beach, California. Well done. Partially because it's my favourite place on earth and partially because I couldn't cope with my parents being in the same room together after their divorce. Mm -hmm. My sister-in-law made my wedding dress. It was aqua blue silk chiffon with an ivory silk bodice inspired by the Pacific Ocean. Silk chiffon shawls with hand-stitched hems and Swarovski crystal buttons and everything. On the way to California, the dress was upgraded to first class, though we were kept in economy. We went to local... uh, We stayed with relatives and took the dress to be pressed at a local dry cleaners. The day before the wedding, we went to pick it up and it was shut. When we went the next morning, we discovered they had shrunk the skirt above the petticoat. And 50% of my crystal buttons were smashed. (sighs) Beside myself, dumbstruck, I crouched on the floor at one point. My cousin was told told the cleaners, you need to fix this today. My uncle, who has five daughters, says, it doesn't married, matter what you get married in. Mm, Did mm. he learn nothing? In the meantime, our tiered chocolate wedding cake arrives and now looks like pizza. <laughs> While my cousins are trying to calm me about the dress, my soon-to-be husband makes a dent in the cake with his, with his freakishly giant thumb. The dress has now arrived even shorter than it was before. I am now catatonic and hum gently for the entire 45-minute journey to our (laughs) wedding venue. Brackets, are you still with me? Yeah. Dress is now the right length to get caught in my slingback shoe as I walk up the aisle. 
I made the walk very slowly, hoiking the dress out of my shoe. I should now point out my auntie has lent me a sixpence to put in my shoe for something old, something new, oh, okay. something borrowed, something blue, and a sixpence for your shoe. Ah. It has now worked its way onto its edge. I am hiking the dress out of my shoe while shaking the foot to move a sixpence. Meanwhile, very slippery silk shawls are falling off my shoulders onto the floor. My husband actually <laughs> thought I had jilted him. We are now at the ceremony to find I am facing the sun and have to squint through the entire service. Oh. I may well have oh. married anyone. I could not see a thing. <laughs> Streaming half-closed eyes. What I did see was the wedding ring tumble off the cushion my cousin's son is holding and it rolled to the edge of the cliff. <laughs> my auntie, in her 60s, in a wheelchair recovering from knee replacement surgery, threw herself from the wheelchair onto the ring. No, this is... Peter Bogdanovich would have killed for this script in the 70s. I can hear the noise of that gold ring landing on the stone. Reader, I married him. It's our 23rd anniversary in April. Well, bravo. Who's that from? Linda. Linda. It's an epic. Linda. Absolutely, which I shall parlay up into the rom-com <laughs> of the year when I find a dry leaf. Well, we're not going to try and... We're not even going to try and top that. We are no. not going to even try and top that. Climb up, come in, let's cozy down. Wave goodbye to that silly frown as we chase our cares away. In the the fire's on, it's warm inside We guarantee you'll be satisfied As we laugh the day away In the treehouse Take it away, Danny! Always do, Wisby. You pointed out the fire shouldn't be on in a treehouse. No. But there it is. Wrong place for a, for a fire. Louise Wisby. Pepper co-hosting the show with me through there with Phil Walding and Josh on behalf of something else, the uh, company that does this G or not. Uh, but it's always chiefly yourselves. Thank you very much, everyone. See you again on Saturday morning. Next time on The Treehouse, pluses and minuses of your parents' job. What have you sat on? And now why would anyone steal that? <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.